Welcome to the Fuel Lift Thrive podcast, where we talk all things fitness, no-nonsense nutrition, and lifestyle transformation for the modern-day woman who's ready to quit the diet, ditch the scale obsession, and fall in love with being strong. Hosted by yours truly, Alessia Donato, opinionated Italian, lover of all things iron, who also happens to be a certified personal trainer, nutrition coach, life coach, and owner of the Body by Less online nutrition and fitness program. So grab yourself a coffee as we get open and honest about what it takes to build a strong, fit, and healthy body and mind from the inside out. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Fuel Lift Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Alessia, and today we are talking all about how to stay on your fat loss diet. So adherence is one of those things that, you know, most people don't even think about when it comes to actually getting results, but it is the cornerstone of getting results. Like you can have the most perfect diet, you can have the most perfect meal plan, you can have the most perfect training plan and the best coach in the world, but if you don't actually adhere to the actual program, you're not going to get any results. So diet adherence is probably one of the most important, if not the most important things of your journey. And today I actually wanted to dive in to the six promoters of diet adherence and their behaviors associated with these, um, these, these, uh, you know, stages of dietary adherence. And, um, I'm going to take you through each of the six and give you also some recommendations of how to adjust your behaviors throughout these phases. So we're going to talk about it right now. Let's dive right in with the first one, which is inspiration. Inspiration is the very beginning, okay? That first feeling that pushes you to want to start a diet, reach out to a coach, begin a new healthy lifestyle. And it's positive, right? It's positive. It's inspiring. Maybe you were even inspired by somebody that you saw on social media, someone's before and after um, or story, and you, you know, feel inspired to begin on your own journey of fat loss or weight loss or whatever goal that you set out to uh, accomplish. But it can also be negative, whereas maybe you've seen a recent picture of yourself or you've decided that you absolutely hate your reflection in the mirror and you start picking your body apart and you realize just how far away you have come from your, you know, your your best shape or ideal shape or you know your where you were feeling at your best and now you hate yourself <laughs> so it could be positive or negative inspiration can be positive or negative and um it, you know everyone is different but inspiration is what really initiates that decision to make the change and begin your diet so it's strong it's an emotional promoter of adherence at first. So initially, 
you know, that feeling of discomfort that you hate yourself or you don't like your reflection in the mirror, or perhaps you've seen somebody's amazing before and after an amazing transformation and you too want to get that same look and that same transformation. It's very emotional and very emotionally charged and it will, you know, promote you to, you know, stick to your plan initially. But guess what? It doesn't last long and soon enough you're going to start, you know, moving away from that initial kind of buzz that you have initially and you're going to start seeing, you know, your adherence drop. And if you're trying to use inspiration to, you know, in you know, spur yourself or someone else into dieting, it helps to understand that positive inspiration is more likely to result in more adherence than negative, right? So we, we I mean, obviously we know that, you know, telling someone that they're a big fat blob is not going to help them lose weight. Um, so positive reinforcement and positive inspiration is important and that results more in adherence. So people stick to their plan when they have positive reinforcement versus negative reinforcement. So similar to what has been found in uh, you know child psychology, inciting behavioral change through hopes of a positive reward is often more effective in the long term than shaming somebody into behavioral change. So we know that fat shaming doesn't work and we know that you know telling someone that they're overweight doesn't work because guess what they know they're overweight already. It's not like they don't see themselves every single day. So we want to kind of work with inspiring not just others but obviously ourselves, right? Um by by positivity and we want to always think about leading by example and the way I do it in my own coaching is that you know I I don't tell clients what they should do I don't tell clients how they should you know proceed with their goals you know I help them set their goals but I also help them understand what it takes to get there and then the choice is theirs you know and and I'm there as a guide and as a facilitator but never as a dictator and never as somebody who is going to you know push them to do something that they don't want to do like for example if somebody does need to lose weight however they don't want to lose weight I'm not going to push them to lose weight right so it's really important to understand ourselves understand our goals and understand that inspiration initially needs to be positive and obviously always needs to be positive but it's so crucial that we move away from shaming even shaming ourselves you know, because we do this, we do this all the time. We we think shaming ourselves into change is going to work, but it actually doesn't. It doesn't work like that. It it actually backfires. You end up hating yourself. You end up hating the process. You end up, you know, binging or purging or having a really disordered and unhealthy relationship with food and exercise. So shaming does not work. Okay, people should change because they want to, not because you want them to. And it's the same with you. Like you need to want to change and to to change for yourself, not because somebody else wants you to change. Okay, so that's inspiration. That's step one. Step two would be motivation. Motivation drives you to actually accomplish a goal that's a strong promoter for adherence as well in the early stages, right? In the early weeks of a diet phase, you feel motivated, 
right? You, you feel so good. You start seeing a bit of change. Maybe you start seeing a drop on the scale, um, you know, and, and you also might be inspired to get in shape, but the motivation phase can only really begin that when you define what in shape means to you. So once you've defined your goal, keeping that goal in mind will promote adherence especially once the initial rush of that inspiration wears off, right? And this kind of goes back to values, right? Learning about your values. Why do you want to lose weight? Why do you want to change? Um, Motivation is powerful, but people misunderstand motivation. People misunderstand how it works. Um, They think that it's this never-ending supply and, um, you know, they don't understand, but it definitely, it's, it's powerful, but it can, it can fade and it does. And especially on a fat loss diet, when, you know, you're feeling, you know, low energy and you've been dieting for a few weeks, your morning coffee might have your motivation sky high, but then you drop in the afternoon and you're like dying to reach for the chocolate bars, right? Or, you really feel tired and you just don't want to go for that evening walk, even though you know that you need to do that so you can burn those extra calories. So that is, you know, motivation. Like you have it initially, but then it will wane and you will start feeling the effects of, you know, just work and effort and boredom sometimes, you know, sometimes you'll get stuck and it'll be, it'll feel boring and it won't be exciting anymore. And you will lose that initial inspiration. You will lose that initial motivation, but this is where you need to keep your uh, goals in mind. But this is also where you need to look at your values. Why initially, why did you go on a diet? Was it for somebody else or was it for yourself? So keeping your goals in mind and your values. If one of your values is, for example, that you want to lose weight for your kids because you are extremely overweight and you want to play with your kids, you want to be there for them, you want to have the health, you know, and, 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 and promote health for them too, that and you want to stick around, you know, as long as you can in your life and you don't want to cause yourself unnecessary pain in the family because, you know, we forget that we only have one life and this is truly not a dress rehearsal. This is it and you don't have another chance. Then you know that that's a big driver. That's a big motivator for you. It's a big value. It's it's a massive value for you because you value your family then you need to go back to your values and be like, well, you know, this is important to me. This is why I need to do it. And this is why I'm going to do it. So also keeping your goals realistic is important and you want to keep them realistic, but also challenging. So you don't want to, You don't, I think what most people sometimes do is that they start a diet and they think that this diet needs to go on forever. And that's not the case. Even if you have a lot of weight to lose, give yourself a time frame. Give yourself a deadline, you know, and at least for a small goal. It doesn't have to be, oh, I need to lose like 20 kilos in three months. You know, that's a lot. Maybe give yourself 5%, 10% in 12 weeks. Give yourself a deadline so you know what you're working towards and then you can come out and take a break. You know, you want it to be realistic, but you want it to also challenge you, right? With the intention, sorry, with the attention to um, 
you know, your own individual tolerance, right? Because some people, you know, some people can get in, can do the work and get out and they've, you know, reached their goal. Like, you know, their mind is in it to win it. And some people thrive on deadlines. They thrive on having some, you know, time frame when it comes to to dieting or their goals but some people you know find that too much pressure and so if that's you you need to figure that out right you need to figure that out and so you want to figure that out so that you know you 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 can help yourself right because you don't want to actually put yourself in a situation where your goals were unrealistic for you for where you're at right now in your life. So um, that is really important when we are talking to, you know, wanting to stick to something and diet adherence. So once you've set your goal, giving yourself that daily, weekly reminders of what you want out of your diet can go a really long way towards maintaining that motivation. When you start to feel that motivation wane, you want to come back to your goals, go back to those initial early weeks and how far you've come and, you know, revisit because life will get in the way and it will take away that motivation that is a given. So this could be like, you know, writing reminders or putting down your goals um, somewhere where you see them every day. And maybe there's a pair of jeans that you want to kind of fit into and you try them on each week, right? To see, am I closer or not? Like those are just great ways to keep that goal in the forefront of your mind when things are rough and motivation starts waning because it will, it wanes. Okay. Now, phase three of diet adherence is intention, okay? So motivation works by giving you that clear goal to aim for, but just aiming does not get you anywhere, right? We we can sit and we can wish, we can aim, but just as knowing that your destination on the map does not put you to that destination, in order to get there, you actually have to get in the car and you actually have to drive so you again can write the most perfect program you can get a coach to put you in you know the best possible situation where you're going to see results map it map it all out give you the diet give you the recipes give you the meal plans give you the the car but if you don't get in and drive you're not going to get anywhere you're not going to get anywhere. So you need to have the intention to do the work, okay? So in order to get there, you have to get in the car, you have to drive, and in order to reach your diet goals, you have to create a plan that you can stick to. So intention is the actual application of inspiration and motivation. Inspiration and motivation is that feeling okay those the feelings the 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 the, the fun feelings right but that which needs is intention you need intention to move the cart forward so to create a plan you gotta think like driving instructors or instructions, right, or, or directions in an, in a, a GPS, okay, it, intention 
is going to tell you what you need to do in order to reach your destination. So I call these process goals, okay? So outcome goals are based on what you want to happen. So for example, you'll have inspiration and you'll have motivation to create an outcome goal of wanting to lose, let's say 10 kgs, right? That's an outcome goal versus meal prepping every Saturday versus putting it in your diary that you're going to work out and having a plan of what you're going to work out. Or let's say, you know, eating more protein, 30 grams every meal. Those are process goals, right? And those process goals are going to get you to your destination of losing 10 kgs. So that is the intention, right? That That's the intention behind why, you, like that is going to bring you to your destination. So if you have all the motivation in the world, but no plan, no intention, no process, following that plan, you're not going to get any results. And that is why so many people... January 1st or any time of the year that they decide that they want to lose weight, they write their goals down. I want to lose 10 kgs. I want this. I want that. And they stop there. Okay. They stop there. And that is where they will remain stuck each and every year. And they're still stuck each and every year because they don't get to the intention part. They, they're inspired. They see someone on social media. They see someone that, you know, they feel inspired by and they want to change. Then they are motivated to change, right? They feel motivation. They feel like, yes, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start on Monday. Monday comes around and, you know, they're stuck and because they haven't actually implemented anything. So they haven't actually done anything. So the people that succeed are not perfect or they're not like, you know, adhering perfectly to their diet. They're just doing it, even if it's not well, even if it's not perfect, but they're still doing it, right? I can write a a uh, a workout plan that is going to promote muscle building, but if you don't do it, you're not going to build any muscle, right? So, because intention supports commitment to the plan, okay, that intention will support your commitment, it stems from motivation and inspiration, the first and most important action that you can take to support your intention is to develop processes or a plan, okay? So it's nice to think of losing 10 kilos in the next three months, but getting there requires that you actually do something about it. It actually requires that you get moving, that you take action. So action is very, very crucial. You know, if you don't take any action, what are you doing? You're just sitting and wishing. It's nothing. Okay? So moving on to number four, and that is discipline. The six promoters of diet adherence. Number four is discipline. You need to have some level of discipline. 
You must set your intentions, your plan to follow your diet plan. But your motivation and intention will not always be powerful enough to guarantee that you will adhere, okay? Like I said earlier, motivation, it will wane. Inspiration, it will fade. So you need to have a plan. But even the plan, it could be the perfect plan. Some days you will not want to stick to it. Some days you will not want to get up at the crack of dawn to go and train. Some days you will not want to eat what is on your plan. You're going to want to order takeout. Some days you're not going to want to say no to your friends, whatever social gathering, and instead you're going to want, you're going to, you're not going to want to, um, you know, you're, you're going to want to, oh, I've lost it there, <laughs> guys. Um, some days you're going to want to go out with your friends. And you're going to want to say no to the gym. You're going to want to say no to meal prep. You're going to want to say no to sleep. And instead, you're going to want to go out with your friends. So putting those boundaries in, you know, it's going to be hard, especially if you've been doing this for several months or several weeks. You're going to need discipline if you want to get anything done when the going gets tough. So... To fill that occasional gap, right? Those occasional gaps between your your intentions and the low tides of motivation and discipline. Uh, Sorry, uh, yeah, is discipline, right? So discipline is going to fill those gaps in. So once you have inspiration, great. You've got some motivation, amazing. You've got the perfect plan on paper, awesome. You start, you make moves, you start taking action, okay? Some days are going to feel like shit. Those are the days you take, you use discipline. Most people, they stop at just motivation. And that's where I hear time and time again, I don't, I don't have motivation. I don't feel motivated. Well, Guess what? You don't need to feel that to do what needs to be done. If you want something, you don't need to feel like doing it. And I'm preaching to the choir here because I have been there. I feel like this too. We are all humans. We're all cut from the same cloth. Some people may be uh, outliers and they, you know, have like insane amount of discipline. But those of us who don't have it, we need to develop it. And it's just like any other skill. The more you develop it, the more you will get good at it. So once you feel inspired and motivated and you have the intention and the plan, but some days you feel like you don't want to do it, that's when you bring in discipline and you do it. And then you get stronger. Your discipline muscle gets stronger each time. Okay? So discipline is the use of willpower. Yeah? To get things done. Willpower is actually finite. So you cannot use it all the time. But when your motivation is low, it has to kick in. That's when you've got to have that willpower. But it only comes when you practice it. People 
always say, I don't have the willpower. I don't have the willpower to say, no, I don't have the willpower to not eat that. But guess what? You don't have it because you've never practiced in getting it. You've never actually practiced in getting it. Look, intentions and planning and process is practice, right? Discipline is a skill. And willpower only grows the more you do what you need to do when you don't have motivation. So this promotes adherence. And sometimes, you know, you you might not even, even realize that it's discipline. And that is where we move into habit. Yes, habit. This is where everybody wants to be, where everybody wants things to be habit. Yeah. Where it's just like second nature, just like brushing your teeth, second nature, right? Because willpower is finite. You cannot utilize discipline all the time because, well, you're not a robot and you will burn out. At some point, deep into, you know, your diet or deep into your journey on the quest of becoming healthier, when inspiration has gotten you started, motivation has allowed you to define your goal, your values, and intention has helped you make a plan and execute it, assuming that you have been disciplined throughout your diet practices, it will become a habit. And this is how... A lot of my friends, you know, they often ask me when I'm out, you know, with them for dinner or, you know, we're out and about together and I decide to order, you know, lunch or wherever, what have you, doesn't matter, dinner. (laughs) And I order, you know, protein, some vegetables and maybe a carb. They look at my plate and they're like, Alessia, are you on a diet? And they just don't get it, right? They think that's dieting, but it's not. It's just that eating this way has become habit for me. It's become a habit because it's it's who I am. It's become what I've done so many times. I've practiced a lot now that it's become a habit. It's become just second nature. And you know, I might have a dessert. I might have chips and snacks and, you know, things that are off plan or whatever. But I will always end up choosing a protein, a carb, and a fat. Uh, a protein, a carb, and vegetables, well, and a fat. So that's always going to be the, the cornerstone of my diet. And that's because that's my habit. So you're, you're, when these processes have become a habit, you know, weeks and months into a diet, habits form that allow your daily diet adherence to just be plain easier. Okay, so the people that, you know, find it easier to stick to things is because they've done it enough and they've practiced enough and they've built that skill enough for long enough for them to now be able to just do it second nature. Okay, so because adherence is easier, even your low motivation, low willpower uh, days will be less of a struggle than they were earlier in the diet. 
because it's become a habit. So in order for habits to actually form, good adherence must happen in the early phases, okay? It's so crucial that in those early stages, you are adherent, that you stick to it and you push through and you avoid constantly stopping and starting, constantly falling off plan and then getting back on plan, constantly giving yourself excuses not to follow because then you will not build the habit. So same thing with strength training. How do you make strength training a habit, part of your life? Well, you make it part of your life by initially focusing on following a program for long enough that it becomes second nature. For me, I can't not go, I can't go more than, you know, a week maximum of not lifting weights, okay? If I'm sick, fine, but like, if I'm traveling, also fine, but it really, really gets to me because it's it's like I'm not brushing my teeth for a week. It's so ingrained in my life, it's so ingrained under my skin, it's become so part of who I am that I can't go more than a week without wanting to, you know, go without wanting to hit those weights. And I I didn't, I wasn't born this way. I was the kid who would skip PE with the excuse that I had my period every week. <laughs> you know, I hated sports when I was younger, but I really was very diligent in the beginning where of my journey 10 years ago of making it a habit and making it lifestyle and now it's it's a habit it's just part of who i am so um this is what you need so you need to focus on really sticking to those those processes those actions adherence in the initial stages so you can make it a habit so keeping in mind that you know, strict adherence will eventually usher in some relief from the difficulty of dieting in the form of habit can help motivate early um, adherence, adherence early on rather, okay? So it means that you can actually, you can be motivated initially and once you you know built those habits then if you want to go on that diet again later it kind of comes back okay it comes back because you've laid those foundations early on so the weeks immediately before habits mature are some of the toughest times during a diet phase. So to speed the arrival or the maturation of habits, set up a diet and lifestyle that is conducive to forming habits, okay? How do we do that? How do we set up a diet or a way of eating and a lifestyle that's conducive to actually form good habits? Well, we learn new skills. We learn to meal prep and it becomes a regular practice that helps us stay on track each week. We keep a regular mealtime schedule 
So we will focus on routine, right? We train on the same days weekly and wake up, train, go to sleep at similar times in the day. This is so crucial. It, there needs to be a routine. There needs to be some level of schedule that you stick to. If you're always doing things random, you're never going to ingrain the habits. So you have to also realize that there's a process to building habits as well. So for example, you can have go-to sources for on-the-go healthy options for when you fall off track or you know that you're going to fall off track, right? You're, you're, you're mentally preparing yourself for what's to come. If you know that you're going to get off track when you're busy at work, you know you can grab a protein bar from your drawer. If you know you're going to get off track when you come home and you're starving and you want to order in, you know you're going to have ready-made food that's healthy and prepped for you in the fridge. So that's really crucial. So once you have automated these dietary practices, these skills, habits, catch on that much quicker. And before you know it, diet adherence is something that you do just by default. Okay, so that's how you build habits. And this is such an important part of what I do with my clients when they come into the Body by Less coaching program and they begin the lean method. Okay, and I take them through each phase. We do not get on to the phase three fat loss acceleration where we focus on a deficit and a fat loss phase unless they've mastered the most basic of habits. So this is crucial if you want to ever adhere to your diet. And finally is passion. Passion comes to the end, okay? And not a lot of us come here. Not a lot of us, you know, get to this phase where we absolutely love what we do. And most of us actually just kind of feel a bit passionate sometimes. But, um, there, you know, the majority of people generally use health and fitness as a way to de-stress, as a way to lose weight and stay healthy. Like it's not their whole life, right? Whereas for me, health and fitness is my life. Like it's my job. I think, breathe, everything, fitness and health. So it's a different story, you know, but somebody who works a nine to five and has kids and has lots of different interests outside of health and fitness, passion, you know, might come and go or might stick around for a bit. But if you are, you know, one of those people that really enjoys it or you're working on body composition changes for long enough, usually years, you might get to like the process. You might actually get to a point where you really like the process and you enjoy this process. And this is where people start to think about competing, maybe, you know, doing a, a competition or dieting down for a photo shoot, you know, cutting, bulking, that kind of thing. And they enjoy it. So getting to create performance supporting healthy meals, re reaping the fat loss and muscle gain benefits and the very experience of having that much control of how you look and feel can be quite addicting. For me, for example, I, you know, I'm not quite there. I mean, yes, I love what I do. I love 
um, the pursuit of changing my body and seeing what my body can do and the pursuit of building muscle and the pursuit of leaning out. Like I love all of this. I'm, I'm, I'm in very, very much love with it all, but it doesn't govern my life. You know, I, I have interests outside of health and fitness. I have interests outside of, you know, body composition, right? I have a mind, you know, I don't just have a body, you know, I've ha- I, I love to paint and I love to socialize with my friends. I love to travel. I love to hike. I love to go to the beach. I love to, to worship the sun and tan. And I love reading books and listening to podcasts. I am a Christian. I love my faith. I love going to church. And, you know, there's so many aspects to who we are that we forget that, you know, it's not just health and fitness. But there are many people who get to a point where they do this and some people actually end up doing it as a career, right? And they enjoy it very, very much. And that's where you get to passion. So you can um, also uh, you can also engage passion by choosing the right goals that are challenging yet realistic, sticking to your plans and experiencing that repeated success, right? And that's where you begin to feel passionate about it. Every success will compound your positive associations with the dieting process. So this is why so many people absolutely loathe dieting and they just hate, you know, the the idea of going on diets because they employ the wrong methods. They employ the wrong way of doing it. They, They go on these fads and they go on these crazy random quick fix gimmicks. And of course, they're going to hate the process. So that is what I really want you to understand that passion follows when everything is aligned when you're inspired you're motivated you're you're you you have intention you're disciplined you formed a habit but doing it the right way okay so you're enjoying those challenges like you enjoy now the challenge right and you can you can get to that point if you've mastered the beginning phases okay so fundamentally passion is not a choice right you can't just oh i'm passionate no like it's not a choice it's development or lack thereof will depend on the person so some people might feel passionate about this whole process some people won't some people will just have to focus on the discipline the intention the habits and just do it if they want to get to their goal and just get to the process, right? Uh, Get to the outcome rather. So making sure that the goal you choose, that the, the goals you choose are for you, right? Remember, go back to your values. Is this what I really want? And the good news is, like I said, that passion is not mandatory for success, although it does make it easier. And it, you know, well, at the end of the day, well ingrained habits will do the trick to get to your goals. So I really want you to understand these phases and that these phases are crucial if you ever want success in your fat loss journey, because if you don't stick to it, you will not get success. Diet adherence is important. Inspiration, motivation, intention, discipline, habit, and passion 
are key components of you sticking to your diet. So remember, long-term thinking goes a long way in, you know, actually tolerating the discomfort of, you know, what you're doing with dieting because you will feel discomfort. You will feel uncomfortable in this process. It's not easy. I'm not going to paint this picture that fat loss is easy. Weight loss is easy. Don't let people fool you into thinking that this is going to be easy. It's not. It's simple, but it's not easy. So focus on the final goal rather than that temporary hunger. Focus on that final, final thing that you want to achieve rather than the feelings of discomfort right now, right? That is very important. So when you feel like things are really kind of tough and you're waning and your motivation's waning and your inspiration's gone and your discipline is just done and you have no more willpower and you don't know if you can stick to this any longer, remember, go back to your goals, go back to your initial reasons why you want to, or maybe it's time for a break. Sometimes it could be time for a break. Have you been on this diet journey for too long? Have you been in a diet mode, a diet mindset for too long? Get out of that. Spend some time in maintenance. Spend some time building. Spend some time um, feeling good, right? With energy and pushing in your workouts and being active with more food and then come back to dieting later, okay? So uh, another psychological trait that I think that, you know, is really important that supports successful dieting is an internal locus of control. And this means that rather than blaming external elements for any failure at the diet, you determine what you could have done differently to maintain adherence. So what could you have done differently? If, if, if you fell off track, it's okay. It's okay. But you can't keep blaming what's happening outside, right? You have to start looking inward. What could I have done differently so I could have stuck to that? So ultimately, the success of the diet is dependent on your actions alone. And although roadblocks will come, it is your choice to overcome them or not. So having that internal locus of control, feeling responsible for both successes and failures helps you to avoid repeating lapses in adherence. So remember, if you blame work for being too busy for you to leave to get a meal or blame the airport for having no healthy options every time work is busy or you have to fly, you will have the same problem over and over and over again you will always run into that same problem. So instead, you can consider what you could have done to avoid these issues. Keep protein bar in your purse or pack a healthy lunch when you go on a flight. Likelihood of adherence in the future now is going to go up because you've, you've, in, you've uh, overcome that obstacle. So that is really important. Locus, internal locus of control. You have control. You always have control. And finally, adherence to a diet, it's also dependent in large part on your dedication to your goal. Are you like, do you even want this? Do you care? And this is something that I always ask my clients. 
Is this what you want? Do you really want this? Achieving the goal that you have set for yourself must be more important than that temporary pleasure, like eating donuts, for example, if you're trying to lose fat. Or having abs, if you're trying to gain muscle. All achievements require some form of trade-offs, okay? The great thing about diet trade-offs is that they're temporary. So, you know, donuts can be part of your life post-fat loss. It's not like you're never going to be able to eat donuts. It's not like you're never going to be able to go out with your friends and have a drink. But it has to come after. After you have reached your goal, it's going to come. But you have to, there's got to be some trade-offs, right? There has to be some trade-off if you really want it. So learning to be disciplined enough to adhere strictly to a diet and reach your body composition goals makes non-dieting periods more enjoyable, right? So that when you're on the diet, when you're on plan, you're in season, you're focused, you are on so that when you come off, you enjoy it all the more, okay? So you have to understand that there are so many moving parts to when you're going to embark on a fat loss phase or diet phase or whatever you want to call it, weight loss journey. And the biggest, biggest factor is always going to come down to adherence, to you sticking to the plan so you can get results. It doesn't matter what workout you're doing. It doesn't matter what meal plan you're on. It doesn't matter. All of these things don't matter unless you stick to it. Okay. So adherence is incredibly important. Calories, macros, nutrient timing, composition of your food, supplements, hydration, all important things, but the background has to be adherence. You have to adhere to it. That's it. If you don't do the work, you ain't getting nowhere. Guys, I hope today's episode has opened up a little bit more of, you know, new perspectives on maybe, maybe it's time for you to take a good look in the mirror and ask yourself, am I really Am I really putting in the work? Am I really doing what I need to do? So ask yourself, ask yourself if that is really what you're doing. And if it's not, that's okay. You're not a bad person. But what do you need to do to change that if you want to even change? All right, guys. So As always, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. All the links are in the show notes. And I have a free fat loss bundle starter kit. If you want to get started and lose your first five pounds, hit the link in the subscription of the, um, in the description, not subscription, description of the show notes of this episode. And you'll be able to download your very own copy. It's a bunch of um, amazing, amazing, amazing strategies for you to lose your first five pounds. And I will show you what it takes without restriction, without diets. And I will also throw in some free strength training workouts for you for four weeks so if you want to get started and you don't know where to get started start there download your free fat loss bundle and of course 
It would mean the world if you would leave me a review on iTunes because that means I can reach more people with the podcast and the podcast can grow. Share this with your friends, share it with your you know, network, share it with your social media friends, wherever it is, share it. The more people that I can reach, the better and I can help more people. So thanks again for joining me for this week's episode. And as always, you can always reach out and ask me any questions if you have questions. And as always, thank you so much, so much for tuning in and I'll see you guys in the next episode.